0: welcome to the podcast today we talk about world war three right around the corner uh glenn has a list of developments that are absolutely shocking we talked to daniel horowitz about the border and we're hearing that you know this murder in georgia had nothing to do with border crime there's no evidence of anybody coming across the border and doing this uh well daniel's brought the receipts and they are not exactly in line with what you've been hearing and we go uh, we talk about taylor lorenz the journalist who has apparently decided to um, offload all of her decision-making process to experts and will not even think for herself for even a moment as she wears an N95 mask outdoors during an interview. It's It's a classic clip, and we'll get to that as well on today's podcast.
1: First, I have a challenge for you. It's going to take a bit of your time, not much, but a little, in the end probably going to save you a buttload of money and better it means supporting a company that is supporting our values and fighting for the republic i want you to do your own homework and considering make the switch to patriot mobile patriot mobile i i believe in these people so much i think this is a company of the future it does it right it uh, stands by the country and the values that we hold and then on top of it, they use a lot of the money that they make to go in communities and school boards and help turn the tide against this monstrous uh, wave that's coming our way and covering the country. It's Patriot Mobile. First things first, they do a great job. You get the same cell coverage that you have already. If you're on with one of the big three, you can switch. They'll make it really easy. They'll give you a free activation today if you use the promo code back. So make the switch, save money, get great phone service, and do your country a solid. It's patriotmobile.com/slash back, patriotmobile.com slash back, or you can call 972-Patriot.
2: You're
0: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Let's talk about. Aliens, And in fact, one specific case that the White House mentioned briefly yesterday, White House spokesman finally commented on a report about Lakin Riley, her death late uh, Monday afternoon. They, they spoke about it. They just said the murderer should be held accountable. Uh, we'd like to extend our deepest consult- condolences to the family and loved ones of Lake and Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they're found to be guilty. Given this is an active case, I love this. They'll comment on anything, Unless it hurts them, then it's like, you know, you got to talk to the Justice Department. I, I mean, we can't comment at this point. What about Hunter Biden and his crack cocaine and hooker thing? Uh, you're going to have to talk to the Justice Department. What about, uh, what about uh, Donald Trump and his documents? That guy's a big fat liar and he's, uh, he's spying on America with Russia. Shouldn't we discuss that? No, we've got that. You don't need to go to the Justice Department. We got that one handled. So anyway, finally, they said something, but the reaction from the press has been grotesque. CNN reported yesterday, in case you don't know, um, Laken Riley, she was jogging. She was a university student in Georgia. She's jogging in the morning and she's brutally killed. Um, And what a surprise. It was an illegal alien and this time from Venezuela. So CNN reports yesterday, quote, there's little evidence leaking illegal immigration and crime after the Venezuelan migrant was charged in connection with murder of the 22-year-old Georgia nursing student. Uh, Found dead Thursday, University of Georgia campus, signs of blunt force trauma after setting out for a jog in the morning. The suspect is 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. He had crossed into the U.S. illegally near El Paso in September 2022. The, uh, the Border Patrol uh, caught him at the border and then just gave him a ticket and released him into the United States. So he had been stopped, but then he goes up to New York. And he got in trouble in New York. He was a- arrested last year in New York by the NYPD and charged with acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 and a motor vehicle license violation. They didn't do anything uh, up in New York. they just they just let him go. Uh, and now uh, and now this so. Now, a new poll shows that many Americans think that there is an influx of illegal immigrants and that is causing an increase to crime. And let me just say, that's not true. It's not true. Well, it's not entirely true. It is the administration's uh, new regulations and guidelines that are letting all of these people in, We're having all of these problems because of the new guidelines and then on top of that we also have new guidelines issued by all of these district attorneys all over the country that were hired by none other than uh, George Soros. Good, so we got that going for us. That's what's causing crime. We're not enforcing our laws at the border and then we're not enforcing our laws in our cities. Our government isn't enforcing the law, our DA's aren't enforcing the law, and that's why you have criminals going crazy because they know, I don't, I'm not going to be charged with it. I'm going to be let go. It's not a problem. So yesterday, Biden uh, was taken on by Donald Trump. He uh, said, this is, this is the problem with the Biden administration and our border, and everybody went crazy. By the way, he was charged with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, and hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. I don't know. Um, That seems pretty serious. So they uh, are not letting him go this time. The reason why they let him go last time in New York City is because New York City is a sanctuary city. Hmm. By the way, his brother also charged on Friday uh, for possessing a fraudulent green card, being held in state custody now. Uh, The federal arrest affidavit for Diego, the brother who killed the girl, Uh, says that in September 23, Athens-Clarke County police charged him with drunken driving and driving without a license. Oh, so he just did it in New York and then came down to Georgia. Uh, Oh, and he was also later arrested for shoplifting and then skipping out on anything having to do with showing up for court. A majority of Americans now say that uh, a border wall has to be done This is the first time since the history of polls that a majority of Americans say, border wall, please, Trump says, I'm going to have a massive deportation. He said it's going to be the largest deportation if I'm elected, massive deportation, Uh, it'll be the biggest in, uh, in history. Okay, well, how do people feel about that? Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you how the Washington Post feels about it. After hundreds of thousands of Mexican migrants were put on buses, planes, and boats during the scorching summer of 1954 and sent across the U.S. border into often unfamiliar parts of Mexico, the head of the Immigration and Naturalization Service declared the border secured. It was the so-called wetback problem. But the military-style campaign, which used the same slur in its name, Operation Wetback, tore families apart, forcibly uprooted people in the name of securing the border, experts say. And sometimes those efforts turn deadly. Now, first of all, can I just ask why it was a smear in 1950 to uh, call this Operation Wetback? That That's before it became a slur. Operation wetback was called that because the people that were being deported were the people that crossed the Rio Grande and Swam across or came across and they were wet when they got out Now it's but now it's a slur, but it wasn't in the 1950s Now former president Donald Trump is using the Eisenhower era operation as a blueprint for his vision It will be the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. It will remove 10.5 million undocumented people in the United States, of whom two thirds have lived in this country for more than a decade. Now, wait a minute, hold on just a second. Why is it that we're going after the ones who have lived here for a decade, 10.5 million? I think we should probably start with the ones that are here that just came here and uh, have no reason to be here and uh, are causing real problems. You go with the, the last 10 million that have come in and they aren't the ones who have lived here for more than a decade. Gotta get them, because if you don't get them now, what's gonna happen? The press will say, they've been here for more than a decade. Americans can expect, this is Donald Trump, Americans can expect that immediately upon President Trump's return to the Oval Office, he will restore all of his prior policies, implement brand new crackdowns that will send shockwaves to all the world's criminal smugglers, and marshal every federal and state power necessary to institute the deportation operation. That's a spokesperson from him yesterday. Undocumented illegal immigrants should not get comfortable because very soon they'll be going home. Now, that's what the Trump people said yesterday. The Post is saying that's horrible you watch the number of people coming across the border the more this is publicized what he's saying the number of illegals coming across our border will go down why because what the president says matters when joe biden said no i'm not encouraging people i'm not at all yes he was is donald trump discouraging people Yes, he is. Is that a good thing? Yes, it is. But when describing the operation on what Trump's plan is built, says the Washington Post, experts commonly land on the same word. What's that word, Stu? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Experts. All the experts are saying the same word.
0: Hmm, gosh. There's so many that pop to mind, but uh,
1: (laughs) I don't know. Inhumane. Inhumane. It's inhumane. Oh, gosh. It's inhumane. Yeah, just inhumane. I'm wondering if they're talking to any experts that uh, agree with, you know, border policies that secure the border, I wonder. When Trump harkens back to that, I think we've got to be really clear about what kind of a law enforcement campaign he is threatening to unleash, says uh, Little Hernandez, who holds the Uh, Thomas E. Lifka, Endowed Chair, History of UCLA. It's not just mass deportation. It's mass racial banishment. No, no. Um, If you're coming in from Russia, I want you out. If you're, I mean, if you're doing it illegally. If you're coming in from China, I want you out. Uh, You're coming in from Sweden, I want you out. England, I want you out. If you're coming from Iran, I really want you out. You're coming from uh, hostile countries, Bye bye If you're coming here just because you're a family trying to better themselves, go through the front door, and you know what, bring your family instead of just sending your 20-year-old son. I I just think, you know. We got enough of angry 20-year-olds on our own. We don't need any more. If you'd like one, if you'd like to take an angry teenager, I will gladly invite you to house one of my children You'd house them. See what happens with that one. If you, that's what you're really looking for, I can help you in that department.
0: More from the podcast in just a moment. First, this word from real estate agents I trust.
1: When it comes time to sell your home, it's a safe bet. You're going to want to do some home repairs. Some of them need to be done. Also, some you know repairs here and there that can boost the value of your home. So what do you need? Well, you need to know somebody who's a home repair contractor. You don't want somebody who's cutting corners, and a lot of them cut corners. You want the best one that will charge you the right price and do it right. So one of the many things that realestateagentsitrust.com can help you with, a really competent agent, one that you trust. When you trust your agent, you then know that they're going to make the right decision because the people they trust are going to be passed on to you, inspectors, appraisers, home repair contractors, photographers, the list goes on and on. My company is dedicated 100% for pairing you up with the real estate agent you can trust. Whether you're buying, selling, or just have some questions, we've been helping this audience for over 10 years now through billions of dollars in sales through realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Now back to the podcast This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So the media now is doing their best to say that crime is not a problem because of illegal immigration. We know that that's not true. That doesn't mean that everybody who comes across illegally is a lawbreaker other than coming here illegally. Um, You know, they're not all rapists and murderers. But we we seem to have our fair share now uh, from overseas. And I love the people who say you cannot violate the rights of people just because of this one murder? Yet they're the same people who say we should take away everyone's guns because if it will just save one life, it's worth it. Well, you know what? Not letting the legal immigrant in would have saved one life. In fact, would have saved a lot of lives here recently. To talk about it is Daniel Horowitz. He did a podcast yesterday. On this, he's compiling the stats of crime uh, from illegal aliens. Daniel, what did you find?
2: Hey, well, it's great to be back with you, Glenn. And look, if last decade's criminality from foreign nationals was defined by MS-13, I think we should start to familiarize ourselves with Tren de Aragua, because that is the Venezuelan prison gang. That was essentially sent up here by President Maduro in Venezuela. And and why not? You can't blame him. Uh, He knew that our door was open, so he figured he'd get rid of his problems. Um, We focused a lot on the quantitative aspect of this border invasion, that quantitatively it's much greater than we've ever seen. Probably about 10 million between the apprehensions and gotaways since Biden took office. But qualitatively, when I, when I speak to border agents, ICE agents, and then reporters down at the Darien Gap in Panama, they say they have never seen so many young male belligerents with tattoos that kind of look like they want a piece of you. And now if you go to the New York Post every day, you will find stories of those arrested and then uh, turned out loose within 24 hours in New York City. We find it in Chicago. So this uh, alleged murderer of Lake and Riley is not in a vacuum. Uh, this is something that we are going to deal with for years, uh, you know, in the next number of years, if we don't get rid of them very soon.
0: So, Daniel, when you talk about the the border issue, you mentioned the difference between the qualitative and quantitative uh, problem here. And it is significant. Um, obviously, the the quantitative problem is has been well-documented when you talk about the people coming across the border though uh you know we hear about potential terrorists we hear about drug dealers what is the biggest issue that border agents are facing
2: sure i mean again we see we've seen all these pictures where we have young military age males just marching through the border that we've never seen before and it turns out that, I mean, at least from what I'm hearing, is that the Venezuelans are, have the highest concentration of criminal elements simply because it's not by accident. It's not natural selection uh, that, you know, you're going to have a lot of ruffians coming over a border because that's what a lot of them do. Some of them are just desperate, but a lot of them are criminal elements. This is a concerted effort on the part of Maduro to send his prison gangs up here and And you're finding this a lot in places like Miami, places like Chicago and New York. Even local media is reporting on it where they're having a number of gangbangers arrested. Uh, Chicago arrested just a handful, you know, five, ten Venezuelan nationals in uh, 2022. But then last year, in 2023, they arrested seven of them. Wow. And again, this is not Holy just for cow. looking like you're an illegal alien. These are people usually it's shoplifting. It's assault. It's uh, driving without a license, drunk driving. And, you know, I, I've chronicled this for about 15 years. Um, now, you can't use the numbers now because Biden doesn't enforce the law. But when Trump was president and they were trying to apprehend people in, in just one given year, we would typically get and this is a reoccurring every year, enough people arrested in that kind of sweep, that net of enforcement, to to account for 2,000 homicide-related offenses, meaning both uh, convictions and arrests, 1,600 kidnappings, 3,800 robberies, 37,000 assaults, 10,000 sex crimes, and usually about uh, 80,000 or so DUIs. The numbers were pretty consistent every single additional year. Now, typically, especially back then before the, you know, George Floyd crime wave, w- w- uh, we typically had maybe 14,000 uh, homicide arrests in a given year. So to have 2,000 accounted for among the jurisdiction of ICE, illegal aliens, some of them legal, but, you know, criminal elements that, that are deportable, that is an astounding share. That's one in seven. Um, and again, this is before the Biden wave. So you can imagine now that you're having all these belligerents from Venezuela. Just think about this. Uh, We've had 335,000 Venezuelans come in just in the first few months. Uh, I'm sorry, just in in 2023. Plus Biden granted temporary protected status to 470,000 others. Just 834 have been removed. Okay, so that is how ubiquitous that problem is.
1: What is um, amazing to me is at the same time this is going on, by the way, that is exactly what um, uh, what was his name in Iraq? Saddam Hussein did right before we went in to cause chaos on the streets. He emptied the prisons. That's what Maduro did, except into the United States. And his reward for that was the United States allowing him to sell more oil, even to us. Uh, So, there. This is a, this is a chaos operation. But we're also all seeing um, stories almost every day, if you're paying attention to it, of the your your key word there was belligerent. They feel like they are above the law. They know they're not going to be charged, and so they'll beat police officers. They'll they'll flip people off. They are super citizens almost that's the way they act
2: and what you're finding especially in these blue areas is an amalgamation of the invasion and then jailbreak what they call criminal justice reform in New York City so they turn out all criminals loose the next day but in this case you have you know the people let out of Rikers Island domestic criminal criminals being let loose and then now you have all these Venezuelans coming in committing crimes, often three or four crimes, and they get released every time. I want to throw out another number that's very important I've tracked for, for a number of years. There's something called ICE's undetained docket. So what that means by its very nature is these are the people that are on ICE's radar to at least investigate, often target for removal, but they remain undetained. Right now, there's only about 37,000 people in ISIS custody. That's about the maximum of what they could handle. The undetained docket is 6.2 million. Okay. So I want people. Oh to my gosh. 6.2 million. Now, now I don't have the recent numbers, but in, in, in the old days, and I don't think this has changed about 80% were criminal aliens. So they had criminal charges and or convictions in addition to being here illegally. Think about that. There's only five 6,000 ICE ERO officers, deportation officers around. Limited resources. Uh, we already know that under this administration, if you're caught drunk driving, you're not really a priority. That's not considered a high-level crime. So there are 6.2 million in their undetained docket. Just think about the needless murder victims, rape victims, and we're seeing this now every day. The media tries to cover it up. We saw... Um, you know, a a rape of a minor allegedly committed by an illegal alien uh, south of Lynchburg, Virginia, yesterday. Uh, There's, it was a case in Montana I was just looking at. This is, if if the American people would actually know the extent of how many of these heinous crimes are committed by people that should never be here and there would have been multiple opportunities to get them out, they'd be up in arms and and this would be our George Floyd moment.
1: Imagine if you are a a citizen and your governor is telling you, hey, we need homes for these people. Take them in your home. How stupid do you have to be?
2: I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. Picture the worst of the Bloods and the crypts in your own downtown. That's what we're importing from all over the world. Um, each country's problems, you know, you'll have some desperate, impoverished people that are kind of peaceful, too, certainly not in our best interest to let them in. But this time, we are just seeing a total invasion. Um, and, and what's important is legally, this definitely meets the definition of an invasion under the compact clause that should trigger state authority for removals. And, and I think this is where it's important. You know, when you, you look at that 6.2 million number, you look at what, what we're seeing now from um, that individual charged with mur- murdering Lakin Riley, along with his brother, They were caught in a red state here illegally and having committed other crimes prior to this alleged murder, and yet they remained. Some of them are because of sanctuary policies, but sometimes, even if you're not a sanctuary state, but now you have sanctuary nation. So here's the thing. Let's say a a state might want to deal with that individual, um, maybe lock them up, maybe try to remove them. But ICE now grabs them with a detainer, and now a detainer is a double-edged sword because they'll place a detainer enough that the state cannot enforce the law against them, but it's not like the feds are going to actually remove them or even detain them. Um, They're going to be on their undetained docket out free to commit more crimes. This is where the red state governors need to get together and say, look, if we catch someone here illegally, committing an assault a a drunk driving they need to be out of here
0: daniel can you address one more thing before you you go which is the media's response to this talk every time is to say well actually immigrants commit crimes at a lower rate than u.s citizens they're not the problem here
2: sure (laughs) so they're right in a sense immigrants okay so um Legal immigrants on average commit fewer crimes, and the reason is because on average they come to the United States at an older age that's past the sort of criminal career age, you know, 16 to 30. Uh, they're usually older when they, when they come, they're more established. Uh, with that, I would say there are certain pockets of the world that we accept immigrants, even legally, that still commit too many crimes because the amount of crimes that should be committed are zero. because. They're vetted. You know, it's kind of like a, a draft pick. You, you get your choice. Mm. You could pick your immigrants. You can't pick your natives, uh, native-born, that is. Uh, but as it relates to the people coming from the border, again, you look – you know, if, if we just have a minute, I want to give you uh, a statistic that, is, again, is astounding.
1: You yeah, about 45 20, seconds before I have to break. In
2: 2020, Trump's ICE director, Matt Albans, he said that in one year in uh, New York City – they issued 7,500 ICE detainers, and out of those individuals, they included 200 homicides. Okay. Oh, my god! I-, I looked up that area of operation. There were fewer than 300 people arrested for all homicides in that area of ICE's operation in one year. I'm not saying they necessarily commit two-thirds. You have to study that, but it is surely greater than their share of the population.
1: Daniel Horowitz, uh, you can hear his uh, podcast on the Blaze, uh, Blaze TV. He did a whole podcast about this yesterday, and he's always, always uh, really buttoned up and, uh, and has a different view on a lot of things that I think you should hear. Daniel, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program, and don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Nestled in a dense forest, the Ukrainian military base appears abandoned and destroyed. Its command center a burned-out husk, a casualty of a Russian missile barrage early in the war. But that is only what's above ground. Not far away a secret passageway descends to a subterranean bunker where teams of Ukrainian soldiers track Russian spy satellites and eavesdrops on communications and conversations between Russian commanders. On one screen, a red line followed the route of an explosive drone through as they thread it through the Russian air defenses from a point in central Ukraine to target in the Russian city of Rostov. Now, Stu, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a secret when it's in the New York Times. But my first question here is, why would the New York Times be talking about something that's just a few yards away from a military base? It's probably not hard to you know narrow this down from a military base where there's hardened bunkers tracking everything and sending the drones that they're trying to stop. Why would the New York Times put that in there? It seems, a good story. it
0: seems like a bad move. If you uh, want yeah. Ukraine yeah. to be victorious in a war, you wouldn't necessarily want to tip your hand to the Russians. Um, you're right. Obviously, they mm-hmm. don't give specifics exactly. But again, this is probably something they could pretty easily narrow down. So, uh, yeah. So why would you
1: do this? So now the next paragraph comes in. The Russian underground, bun- bu- uh, sorry, the underground bunker built to replace the destroyed command center in the months after Russia's invasion is a secret. Ner- it's not secret if I'm reading about it in the <laughs> news. Is a secret nerve center of the Ukrainian military, but there's also one more secret that now that we're printing it is no longer a secret. The base is almost fully financed and partially equipped. By the CIA. General Cerny Dorsky said 110%. Percent. Really? 110%? That's true? It took root a decade ago, coming together in fits and starts under three very different US presidents, pushing forward by key individuals who often took daring risks. It had transformed Ukraine, whose intelligence agencies were long seen as thoroughly compromised by Russia, into one of Washington's most trusted and important intelligence partners against the Kremlin today. The CIA helped train a new generation of Ukrainian spies who operate inside of Russia, across Europe and in Cuba, and other places where the Russians have a large presence. Well, that's helpful. Mm. Can we reveal the knock list, too? The relationship is so ingrained that the CIA officers remained at a remote location in western Ukraine when the Biden administration evacuated U.S. personnel in the weeks before Russia evaded. Um, During the invasion, the officers relayed critical intelligence, including where Russia was planning strikes and which weapons systems they would use. The Russian head of the Russian or sorry, the head of the Ukrainian Domestic Intelligence Agency said without the CIA, we would have been there would be no way for us to resist the Russians or to beat them. Oh. Now, Stu. Why would the New York Times print this? Uh, m- uh, maybe they're
0: desirous of World War Three. I, I could be one. Huh. one potential explanation like you're trying to s- spark a flame that will result in uh, all of us now, what being would lit make on you, fire and a fire explosion uh, across the entire globe I, I, what like, would
1: make you to jump to something like that
0: well it seems like if what you're if the basic argument is actually we've been spying on russia through ukraine this entire time and these suspicions of vladimir putin that the west is using ukraine for these types of purposes are well uh well have a pretty v- viable foundation uh of truth that seems to be a terrible terrible thing to be throwing into the new york times now I, look I would assume the Russian military is aware of a lot of these things already. I mean, this is obviously their, their, their job and their business. Uh, but I don't think drawing more attention
1: to it is, is a good idea. So let me ask you, um, it's implied, and pretty much everybody knows, that Russia and China are hacking into our systems, that uh, Russia has hacked into our power grid, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what does Putin say about it in the Russian media? Nothing. Not true. Right. That's not true. We don't do that. Okay. What if it came out in Pravda and it quoted the head of the operation in Russia and it said, absolutely, we have been targeting their critical infrastructure for years now. We have them on the ropes. And you know who told us all of this? Canada. Canada has been working with us to make sure the Niagara Falls power plant is the first to fall. What would we do? We are headed for World War III. Let me give you a couple of stories that show that this is wanted by too many people. This is from the Financial Times this weekend. Jan Stoltenberg said that there was no doubt that Ukraine would join NATO as Western leaders gathered in Kyiv to pledge support and mark the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion. The NATO chief said on Saturday that Russia President Vladimir Putin started this war because he wanted to close NATO's door, but he has achieved the exact opposite. Ukraine is now closer to NATO than ever before. Huh. He said NATO was helping Kyiv to make its forces more and more uh, interoperable. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when, he insisted. Okay, so let me see. On the same weekend, we have NATO, what Putin said was the real problem. They were gonna expand NATO to places like Ukraine, Yes, we're going to do that. We're going to do that now. And also that's the same weekend that the New York Times reports their secret underground bunkers run by the CIA. Okay, great. Now, if again, this was about Canada and uh, and Russia said they're expanding their presence and they're going to put military in Canada on our border— and they admitted to, you know, uh, doing secret operations with Canada to be able to destroy us, what would we do? Uh, Mr. Orban came out, Victor Orban of Hungary. He declared an end to the months-long spat with Sweden, over the expansion of NATO, saying that a visit by his Swedish counterparts had rebuilt trust and paved the way for Hungarian parliament to vote on Monday, that's yesterday, to ratify the Nordic nation's membership in NATO. We're ready to fight for each other, to give our lives for one another, he said. Really? The sudden warming of relations between the two countries followed a decision by Sweden to provide Hungary with four Swedish-made Gripen fighter jets, in addition to the 14 its air force already uses, and a promise that Saab, the maker of the warplanes, will open an artificial intelligence research center in Hungary. Okay, so that's um, that's good. That's good. Why are we headed toward war?
0: Why? By the way, uh, Sweden or Hungary did approve that in Sweden, that uh, mm. vote you mentioned, uh, one eighty-eight to uh,
1: six. Yeah, I believe Hungary was the one saying, "Let's not piss off the bear." Why would we be talking about expanding NATO? I think, I believe I've heard Orban say those very things. Why would we do that Four jets? Really? That's all it took was four jets? I don't think so. I don't think so. There is a game being played here that uh, I really don't like. And our country is becoming a little crazy. Let me give you this story. The Iranian-backed Hamas terrorist group praised a far-left extremist who lit himself on fire outside of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. on Sunday and used his death to promote Islamic terrorist propaganda. Aaron Bushnell, a low-level software engineer with the U.S. Air Force, screamed, free Palestine, as flames engulfed his body after he um, doused himself with a flammable liquid and then lit himself on fire. He later died from injuries. Bushnell repeated terrorist propaganda in the moments leading up to the incident, falsely claiming that um, what was happening inside Gaza was genocide and calling Israel colonizers. Now that sounds like a far-left radical, doesn't it? Oh, I forgot. We're not looking for hard-left radicals in the military. Only those Christian nationalists and those who want to have insurrection in the United States. Now here's why this is so bad. Let me, <clears throat> let me take you first to what Cornell West tweeted. Let us never forget the extraordinary courage and commitment of brother Aaron Bushnell, who died for truth and justice. I pray for his precious loved ones. Let us rededicate ourselves to genuine solidarity with the Palestinians undergoing genocidal attacks in real time. I want you to mark this place in time right now. This truly is a mile marker. This makes Aaron into some kind of suicide bomber when, you know, they'll be rewarded in heaven. We are not a culture that rewards suicide or suicide uh, um, acts, suicidal acts, especially for politics. <clears throat> instead of one of the fifty thousand plus Americans who committed suicide in the last year, instead of mourning another lost life, uh, uh, lost to mental illness, we're confusing suicide with martyrdom those who kill themselves for ideology should not be praised. But that's exactly what Hamas said, that's exactly what Cornell West said. Praising ideology over human life, that's not a Rubicon we care to cross. But we're crossing it right now. I just want to dwell here for a minute on this suicide and the praise When you saw somebody set themselves on fire in Washington, D.C. And he was a U.S. Air Forceman. What was the first thing that went through your minds, Stu? First thing. Uh, He's insane. Yep, that was the first first thing thing. that went through my mind. What insanity. What insanity. It's not going to change anything. And you have to be insane to light yourself on fire. Okay, what was the second thing that came to mind? Uh, the Arab Spring. <laughs> really? The Arab Spring? Yeah. That was the, the guy second. who was in the cart? Yeah, he yeah. set himself
0: on fire, and, and how this setting mm-hmm. yourself on fire has some history to
1: start uh, movements revolutions. And, and revolutions, uh-huh. yes. Uh, so uh, a history to start revolutions, and are those revolutions from the right or are those revolutions from the left? Uh, typically the left and the and the guy who said he had he had a food cart um, in Tunisia and he set himself on fire which kicked off the Arab Spring did the media and all of the people that were somebody's praise him or say that he was a bad guy they praised him they praised him so now let's see seems like we have if we have a box of, uh, of things to do, just a whole checklist. Seems like we've checked off the Arab Spring, okay? We are now praising this. Think of MAID up in uh, Canada. MAID is medical assistance in dying. This is ideology prized over life. They are now allowing people who are handicapped have mental disorders um, to be killed. What what, I mean, have we forgotten what happened the last time that this was done? Think about the DA's releasing criminals back onto the streets. We know this is not working. We knew that we knew this was some of us knew this was bad when they said we're going to reimagine policing. But it again is ideology more important than life. The border, keeping it open, that ideology is more important than human life. Keeping the border open because of fentanyl, more important than human life. We are becoming a culture of death. And this suicide and the praise from notable people in America that this is heroic, is a very big signpost we just passed. Ideology over life. Suicide is not heroic. And even in an ideological culture of death, it cannot smooth over the real human pain of losing someone. This is exactly what they do in the Middle East. They praise the suicide bombers. They praise the people who will commit suicide on behalf of their ideology. You'll notice that the media is covering for this, and no one is talking about investigating to see how this Air Force guy was in the Air Force and no one caught this. My guess is no one's looking for that kind of extremist. I, I just I last thing to say on this. Deuteronomy, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have placed before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. We are in a culture of death that has been a wannabe suicide cult, and there are people Endorsing this suicide today, if you and your descendants care to live, then you must choose life over ideology. You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater, they're not going to break the bank. Because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of, having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan.
0: See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hello?